recording in progress. Nope. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really excited for the listeners this week. I am too. Our guest this week was so lovely. Um, Really, really clued up and really insightful and has got Bella and I absolutely buzzing to get to the gym. I watch watch quite a lot of like... I watch a lot of YouTube and I watch a lot of like fitness YouTube, but not like, I don't like watch workouts, but I watch like fitness kind of people. And I learned more in that like half an hour chatting to her than I've yes. done ever. Yes. And she makes it all sound so um, yeah. succinct and understandable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, really, really excited for this episode. I think you're all going to really enjoy it. We had a lot of questions this week um for this guest so we didn't get through all of them but we tried to answer as many as we could um if you want a part two yeah if you want a part two and you have more questions then I'm sure we can work something out for you but without further ado please welcome our PT guest this week enjoy Okay. Hi, Belle. Hi. Um, so we've got a really special guest here today. We had a really, really good response from it as well, didn't we, when we put the questions up and stuff. Um, I feel like questions just keep on growing. Like, we're going to have to start putting limits in place. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so we have Elena. Hi, Elena. Hi. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so do you want to quickly introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do, so everyone knows a little bit about you? Okay, sure. Um, I'm Elena. I'm a personal trainer from Cheshire. I'm currently working at Pure Gym. I work as a fitness instructor, so I do classes, um, and I'm also a personal trainer. Um, that's currently what I'm doing at the moment. I'm also an online coach as well, so I do online coaching through an app, and I work with all my clients to help them on their nutrition lifestyle fitness everything that comes in between them yeah that's so that's cool so cool that's so it sounds like you've really got everything together <laughs> yeah, i know i really i do enjoy it it's such a good job um and quickly, um, before we start do you want to just give your instagram a shout out so people can follow along yeah sure um so my instagram handle is l fit food life uh, so it's just el fit food life one whole word cool make sure you go give her a follow because she's got good content and I was watching all your reels so I'm really, really? sorry for the stalker <laughs> good did you see the outfits ones yeah I was like save these for later <laughs> <laughs> um okay so we've had a load of questions we're going to try and get through as many as possible um but if we don't and you have a burning question I'm sure if you followed Elena and gave her a message she'd be more than happy to give you a couple yeah definitely yeah answer your questions so the first question is, what are your recommended exercise to grow glutes? Okay, so I love this question. Um, I love working glutes and I'm at the moment, it's one of my main focuses because I've had a knee injury. So I've been really focusing on glutes, like p- properly just glutes. Um, but I'd say generally you want to ensure you include at least one of the following. So either hip thrust or bridge, a squat or lunge, a hinge and an abduction. 
Um, so with the thrust or bridge, you've got your obviously your barbell hip thrust or dumbbell hip thrust. You've got your glute bridges. Um, and then with a lunge or squat, you can do obviously just a squat or a lunge or a step up or a deficit reverse lunge, walking lunges. And then you've got hinges, so either RDLs, deadlift or hyperextensions. And then your abductions, obviously your glute works mainly your glute medius. And then you've got your cable abductions, um, abductor machine or side um, lying hip raise. Um, so with them, you wanna include one at least from all of the four because obviously you've got lots of different muscles that make up the glutes. So you've got the three main muscles, uh, the maximus, medius, and minimus. So you want to target each three to get, to get maximum glute activation and glute building. Um, and with one of each of those four categories, you can, you're able to do that. It depends on the, the individual, what works best for you, but just try out a range of those for you. My favorite ones are hip thrust, glute bridges, and single leg glute bridges, and step-ups. That is so, that is so good because I do not do that. I do the same thing every time. Yeah. All I do is probably squat and I'm proud to know when RDL is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's all I do. Yeah. I do the same well, things every time. It's, it's good actually to do the same thing for a while. I always say around six to eight weeks, depending on the goal of the individual. If your goal is strength training to stick to that same program, but it's good to get at least one of those four in. A lot of people don't do the hinge. A lot of people don't do the abductions. They just stick with the basic squat and they just think squat's great for building the glutes, but it's definitely not the optimum exercise for building glutes. But it's so interesting when you say there's like, obviously there's loads of different muscles in the glutes, but you don't think about that. Like I, when I train, like don't think about, oh, I need to do different things because you just think yeah. if you're your glutes and that's going to get you a nice bump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what that people, it's obviously, you know, you've got your different muscles in the body, but it's muscle groups that you're working, not just single muscles, uh, especially with the bigger muscles like the glutes. And you want to work each, all three of them to target all three of them to the optimum glute growth. So if you're wanting to build your glutes, think about targeting all three with those four different categories. Amazing. That's sick. Okay. Next question. How important is stretching? Um, and then the question followed with, I never stretch. <laughs> <laughs> um stretching is super important it is as important as the training itself just like with rest is as important as the training every element of training is, is important you want to stretch pre-workout post-workout randomly during the day whenever you can have a specific workout just for stretching super important for many different reasons um it's good for flexibility Obviously, if you want to be flexible, then that's great. Helps with range of motion. For example, if you're doing a leg extension and you're raising your leg up, um, I've known people to struggle to do that because their hamstrings have been really tight. So we've stretched their hamstrings, we've worked on that so that they're then able to perform the leg extension properly. So it helps with safe, correct performance and means you can increase that range of motion. Um, it's also you know, really good with depth. So say, for example, if you're squatting and you're not able to go that low, if you stretch out your hip flexors a little bit more, stretch out your hamstring and your quads, then you might be able to go a little bit further. So it helps with performing exercises better. Um, also, it helps with making sure you're exercising safely. Um, so it's always good to stretch pre-workout, pre-training, um, but the optimum stretching pre-training is dynamic stretching rather than static. So dynamic is where you're sort of moving through the stretching a little bit. And what I tend to do with my clients and myself for stretching, for dynamic stretching is just mimicking what you're gonna do in the workout. So for example, squatting, I tend to do a squat and then hold it at the bottom for a little bit, go a little bit deeper into it, push my legs out. So I'm, you know, getting in sort of that mimicking that squat, practicing that squat. So I'm able to do it better. 
and then I'll do some walking lunges or lunge stretching um, just to really hit the muscles that I'm going to be working and help sort of make them a bit more flexible and fluid but you don't want to do static stretching because then they'll be too stretched and that could actually lead to injuries or other problems and at the end of the workout then you've got your static stretching um but overall stretching is super important for many different reasons definitely do it I never used to and since I've started stretching more I've obviously noticed a lot of difference in flexibility performance range of motion stiffness yeah definitely do it really helps Belle do you stretch well I so last week we recorded an episode on my bedroom floor and Belle literally was like my hip flexors are so tight because aren't they yeah like she used to horse ride is that why they're tight yeah I think so like when I was riding all the time like I was I don't I don't know this is just how my brain thinks about it my legs were like in one position and like held like that all the time so yeah they probably I, I don't know I don't even know what hip flex is but that is but my thought process behind it basically you've got to start life. stretching <laughs> yeah I do I do and like yeah, start it now yeah well I re- I'm running a marathon in October so I really need to start oh my god yeah get the stretching in will help with that recovery yeah I you heard it here Val. <laughs> um, thanks so the next question was how many times a week should I work out to see progress? Following from this, how do I maintain a regular workout schedule in the gym? Okay, I love this question as well. Gets, I get asked it all the time. Um, you want to do the workout program and workout schedule, work out as many times a week as what works for you and your goals. Um, there's no one size fits all. If you think about it in this way, if you went to the gym every single day of the week, seven days a week, and you got to think to yourself could you do that for the rest of your life so from now the rest of your life do you realistically think that you would be able to go to the gym every single day for the rest of your life like do you guys think you could do that absolutely not a chance (laughs) good I mean there'll be holidays there'll be you might be ill there might be birthdays you might be hungover some days like it's unrealistic so scratch that out you're not going to go every single day of the week um I tend to say general rule two to five times is a good amount and it depends on your experience in the gym you know how if your goals are strength training if your goals losing weight it depends on everything so I tend to say for a for a beginner with any goals two to three times a week is a good amount to start because you know you can go those two times you know it's not like you have to go every single day it's sustainable if I said to you now you do could you go two to three times a week for the rest of your life yeah I could yeah yeah you could realistically do that like out of seven days a week someone could go at least twice three times a week it's really it's it's sustainable so you've got to make sure it's sustainable um but yeah so as a beginner you want to focus on sort of two to three times a week full body I tend to say full body I start off my clients that are beginners on full body exercises it means with those workouts say if we target full body for an hour an hour and a half you don't have enough time between the two sessions or three sessions for your everybody muscle to recover. You're not hitting, you know, one muscle group back to back to back to back. You've got enough time to recover and you can have a really good workout once or twice a week, two, three times a week, full body that targets everything. Um, So if you're a beginner, start going full body two or three times a week and whichever works best on you based on your work, based on your family uh, commitments, based on hobbies and everything, what works around that. If you're a bit more experienced, I tend to say three to five times a week. 
Um, and you can split that up to sort of in your muscle group. So you can do upper and lower, or you can split it up into push, pull legs. You can split it up into different splits. Um, and that with those three to five times tends to allow for enough time for your body, the muscles to recover between your workouts. Again, uh, it means you're not going to be training two muscles back to back because you've got a good split. If you're doing upper then lower, then upper then lower, you've got enough time. Um, and then with the amount of times, it's sort of just what works around you. If you're a beginner and you're noticing you're getting a lot of DOMS, you're getting a lot of pain or you're like, not recovering very well the next day, you may want to take a rest day the next day. You're probably not going to be able to go that day. So you want to make sure you've got enough time to rest. If you're a bit more experienced and you don't get as sore muscles after working out, because you, you might not when you're a bit more experienced, um, then you, know, you might be able to then go the next day. And then you might want to rest it after that. So it depends on your body is totally individual to the person. Um, and then you also got to think if you went to the gym six or seven times a week and went every single day, hit it for an hour, but then ate the wrong things. And by the wrong things, I mean, not according to your calories and macros, to, according to your targets. So there's no wrong foods to eat. I'm just saying in general, if you're trying to reach a certain goal, you want to be eating the right amounts that will help you with that goal. Yeah. So say if your goal is to increase muscle mass, you want to be eating in a surplus to be able to allow you to increase that muscle mass. If your goal is to lose weight, you want to be eating in a deficit. So if your goal is to lose weight, you're going to the gym every single day of the week, burning those calories, then you're eating over in a surplus, then you're not going to be losing that weight. You could go twice a week, however, and also be in a calorie deficit. And then you will be seeing your mm. progress. So it, it's not just how many times you go a week, how many sessions you do. It's not just the physical side of it. It's the nutrition as well. Mm. And if anything, the nutrition plays a bigger part than the exercises. As long as you're sticking to the right nutrition for your goals, for example, in a calorie deficit for losing weight, then you should lose weight. The exercise comes along that with that and helps that. Help you I burn like those so calories, fun. help you train the muscles. So again, it just sort of depends on your goals what works for you and your nutrition and then the next question was how do you maintain a regular workout schedule again you've got to pick the one that works for you and works around your time and your job and your family and your hobbies and everything so personally I go four times a week I do push pull two legs and that's because I just couldn't go anymore because I just don't have the time I don't have a time at weekends some weekends I'm away I don't have a time with my clients and my shifts I just found the one that works for me and it also allows enough recovery in between. So you just got to find the one that works for you and just start if you're a beginner with two or three and then see if you can work your way up and see if that works for a bit. If that works for like four weeks, then maybe add another one in and just play around with that. But I if anyone's so useful. Yeah, yeah, but if anyone does need more help to find the one that works for them, as an online coach, I work with my clients to find the routine that works for them, to find the amount of times a week and I can help beginners to find that and get into it and sort of understand that a bit better. Cause I know it can be a bit daunting thinking I need to go every single day. You definitely don't. And I can help individuals with two or three times a week. And then also making sure that they're sticking to their calorie targets to make sure they're reaching their goals. Cause like I said, nutrition is even bigger than the yeah. Anything, to be honest. but yeah that's it really and I think that's so true about you saying to like keep it sustainable because that's what I'm not mm. I am either someone who works out about six to seven times a week when I say work out by the way that probably means about four to five like weighted sessions and then like one two could be like just moving my body yoga or walking but it fluctuates so much I'm like so intense yeah. or it's like 
once every 10 days I never am consistent um and so I I'm a heavy fluctuator that's what I'm finding with the running as well is like I was like right I'm gonna run a marathon and however much like I actually I love it and I love doing it like some weeks I am so busy with work and everything and then I'm going down to seven to see my family that I don't have time for it and then there's that awful like feeling guilty and then not wanting to do it the next week because you didn't do it last mm-hmm. week so it's so yeah yeah key to find what yeah, works. definitely and like you said that feeling guilty a lot of people do feel that they feel like oh I set myself five workouts this week and I've not done five I feel yeah. bad so I'm just like, well, next week, tell yourself you're going to do three and then you're not going to feel bad. You're going to feel like you've achieved your goal. So set yourself an actual realistic goal that you're going to achieve. Yeah. Is Bennett gone? Um, sorry, Bennett's back now. I don't know. Because I don't know how I'm going to edit that. So <laughs> just yeah, I, uh, I dropped out. <laughs> I dropped out the con of being in Devon, but um, we moved. So next question. What's the difference between, between doing high reps at a low weight and high weight at a lower reps and I think this will be really useful to know because I don't know I probably do quite a lot of reps of not very much and I'm, I'm not sure if what that's actually accomplishing <laughs> no okay yeah no it is interesting because a lot of people don't understand sort of it's called the strength continuum um and there's different rep ranges that you can do based on your goals that will achieve different things and uh, they work the muscles differently um so the continuum is you've got strength hypertrophy and endurance well it kind of goes endurance hypertrophy strength I don't know if you've heard of hypertrophy I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right because I've heard it hypertrophy I've heard it hypertrophy but I prefer saying it hypertrophy um endurance is at the lower end you've got higher reps at a lower weight and you gotta think as like a long distance runner they're running for a super super long time so you're working your muscles for a longer time with those higher reps at a lower weight um, and with that, you're sort of in like the 15 plus reps. So you're doing 15, 16, 17, 18 reps. If you're doing that many reps, you're working your muscles endurance. Um, and you're doing that sort of like 40 to 50% of your maximum weight. So what you could do for a maximum one rep max, you're working about half of that to be able to do that for a long amount of time. Um, and that endurance is if say, you know, if you're a long distance runner, like I said, if you're training to do a 10K, then you might want to work on endurance and work in that rep range because you're going to be wanting to make sure your muscles don't fatigue as quickly. So with that higher rep range, uh, you're able to do more. It also works um, different muscle fibers. So with the higher rep range, you're, you're developing type one muscle fibers, which are your slow twitch fibers. And what these do is they sort of fatigue slower. So they don't fatigue as quickly. Um, and with doing higher reps, so with that endurance training, you're training your muscles to be able to continue for longer. So they're training them to be able to fatigue slower. Um, and so therefore, if you are training to do a 10K, it's good to do that because you're training them so that when you're doing that 10K, your legs aren't going to get sore. They're not going to fatigue. You're going to be able to keep going for a long amount of time. Um, and then the next one is hypertrophy. And that is your muscle building rep range. So you've sort of got like your eight to 14 reps. Uh, some people say it's six to 10, whatever I tend to say, eight to 14 reps is hypertrophy. And that is where you want to be if you're wanting to grow your glutes or have bigger muscles or just grow your muscle uh, muscle mass. You want to be in that hypertrophy rep range. Um, and that's going to be your middle amount. So your 60 to 80% of your maximum will be working there. So, you know, if you go to the gym and you do uh, 12 reps to four sets that's hypertrophy you're working sort of that range and then your other end of the continuum is the strength and that is the high weight at low reps for example 
80 to 90 percent of your maximum at one to five reps uh, so if you're going to the gym and you're bashing out really really heavy um loads at about three reps then you're working strength you're not working to build muscle you're working to increase the muscle you currently have strength um so if you're wanting to build your glutes don't go to the gym and hit three reps three reps of maximum weight or hit your one rep max because yeah you're going to get stronger your muscles will be stronger but they're not going to grow and get bigger um and with that you want to do hypertrophy so you want to be going in and doing eight nine ten eleven twelve thirty forty reps um and then with the um low rep ones with the strength the sort of upper, lower end of the hypertrophy you're working with type 2 muscle fibers so that's fast twitch so they're really good for power so say if you're a sprinter you need that powerful sort of start or you're a power or you're a weightlifter and you're, you're working your one rep max then you want to do your um fast twitch muscle fibers so you want to do that strength lower end of hypertrophy scale but majority of people want to that i know that i work with my clients want to build muscle mass so we work in hypertrophy and that's the difference depends on whether you're working on endurance or you're working on strength so if your goals like you said you're going in you're doing high reps after that endurance and stick that if you want to start building more muscle then bring it down a little bit bring it down to that eight nine ten eleven twelve but yeah, okay. that's that. cool. so bell you should be on the uh the high reps doing your endurance for your marathon <laughs> Yeah. yeah definitely that's really, oh yeah really interesting to know that like I didn't think about it like that yeah no yeah so and definitely your training tell. yeah yeah like guys often go in and I see them and they're literally lifting these really heavy things like once or twice and mm. I'm thinking oh like maybe that's what I should be doing but actually it is like the mm. middle right yeah okay and you can cool. you can do phases of it so if you're a beginner I tend to say start on that endurance and then phase your way into hypertrophy. And then say if you're a performance athlete, you might go into the strength and then come back into hypertrophy to build the muscle. And then you'll have more strength because you'll have that bigger muscle, that more muscle. So then you'll go back into strength and then back into hypertrophy. Depends on different phases. Interesting. Very interesting. I find this so interesting. Yeah. It's like a whole new it is it is it's a whole new world but it's good knowledge to have yeah yeah it's like that little understanding that no one really thinks about getting before they start gymming exactly people just get a gym membership walk in and then they go oh what am i doing but that's probably what you fall off like with consistency and stuff it's because they don't Mm -hmm. actually understand like the basics behind it maybe yeah and there's definitely optimum things you can do to reach your goals so say like you say people fall off they might not be doing the right things for their goals they're not seeing the results they want to see so if you know all this and then you've got that knowledge already right so the next question is i've been told my squat technique is good but i don't feel like it's doing anything even with 40 kg help I love the help at the end. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, help me, please. I I get a lot of this. I get a lot of clients saying this. They're doing an exercise, even if it's not squats, any sort of exercise and not feeling it where they should be, feeling it elsewhere or just not really loading it much. Even if they're doing a heavy weight, they're just like, what's this doing? Um, You, with a squat particularly, you get maximum tension on the glutes when they're fully lengthened or stretched. So this is when you're at the bottom of the squat. Um, so when you're squatting down, your glutes are more stretched because you're in that sort of seated position. And that's when you get the most tension on the glutes. Then when you squeeze them to push back up again, that's what's sort of doing the most work. 
One thing with squats, number one thing I'd say don't do, don't push your hips forward at the top. That's not what's what's doing the work. You got a lot of people doing that. Yeah. You got a lot of people squeezing their glutes right at the top, pushing them forward, not doing anything. Um, all that's doing is putting tension on your back, uh, your lower back. That's hyperextending your lower back and that's going to lead to maybe injuries on your back or it's just not working the glutes as you should be. So a lot of people do this and they think that's where it's working. That's okay. It's not, it's not, not, that's not doing anything. That's one tip I really wanted to say was just don't do that. Um, the way you want to sort of make your squats feel more, feel more in your squats and get the right out of your squats, get the most out of them is when you slow them down, your muscles are more under tension. So if you're doing a squat and you're going down up, down up, down up, great you're doing the squat and I'm sure you're doing the squat fine like they've been told a squat technique is good you can make that technique work more by slowing it right down my general rule for any of my clients and I do it myself is the tempo reps and I tend to go two by one by three by one and what that means is two down hold at the bottom for one and come up for three and then hold at the top for one so you're going to go down one down two hold one up two three hold one and I tend to just literally say that over and over again to my clients and then they get it in their head and that's what they go by. Um, so with that, by holding at the bottom, you're squeezing your glutes at that bottom range. Like I said, where they're getting the most work, they're getting the, they're under tension the most. So when you then push back up for that three, they're working even harder for a longer time. So getting that time of detention. That's number one. Number two, which is the main, main thing I would say is work on mind to muscle connection or MMC. Um, and what that mind-to-muscle connection is, is not just sort of doing the exercise, it's just doing it with intention and you're thinking about the muscle that's working. So you, know, you could just, anyone could sit there and do a squat and go up and down. If, you're, if you stop and take a second to just really focus on that squat, the squat, like ignore everything else in the world, ignore all your other thoughts and what else is going on in the gym. You could literally squat facing a blank wall and just focus on the squat. Um, really think about that mind-to-muscle connection. And it's shown, research has actually shown that if you think about the muscle moving and working working more, it activates the muscle fibers even more than if you performed it without thinking about it. Um, so for example, using visualizations, you can actually picture the muscle squeezing more, working more. If you know how muscles contract and work, then you can picture that happening and then they'll activate more. Um, you can use cues, for example, push through the heels, squeeze at the bottom or those two down three up like I talked about and then just really slow it down work on those tempo reps um because if you do this um you're it's kind of, it's kind of proven that what the general science behind it is, is we think that when you think about the muscle working and you picture it the brain will send more pulses to the muscle to activate it more to engage it more because you're thinking about it more um but yeah that's generally just try slowing it down thinking about that mind to muscle and using those cues um, and then hopefully they'll engage a little bit more and you'll notice that engagement more. Really focus on form over weight first, so don't load it until you start to feel it and activate it. You should be able to feel a body weight squat by doing those techniques, and then once you add some weight, you'll feel it even more. So hopefully that helps. If not, then message me and I'll help you even more. <laughs> That's so interesting. That's so cool about mind-muscle connection. That's really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. It's the number one technique and you can use it with any exercise, not just squats, literally anything. If you think about the muscle working, you will feel it more, especially if you're ignoring everything else that's going on, really focusing on form. Just think about that one muscle. It's like you could sit where we're sitting right now. And if you think about your toes, you'll feel your toes more. You'll notice them more. Like you don't really notice yeah. them. You sit there. 
it's like if you do the same in a squat you'll feel that working your glutes more and also the tempo that's so useful because I'm definitely a culprit of going up and down like a Duracell bunny yeah 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 maybe maybe that's where we're all going wrong (laughs) yeah definitely slow it down you'll see a lot of people in the gym just doing everything rapidly really 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 super quick um and that's great if they've got the right form then they're not going to injure themselves if they've not got the right form they could injure themselves but you'll get more out of it if you really slow it down and by slowing it down it means you have more time to think about that mind to muscle connection as well to make sure it's happening okay next question what's a compound movement and should I be doing them that's not me personally by the way that's like a quote I am so glad someone asked this because I have no idea (laughs) how do we not know (laughs) like anything (laughs) it was a long time ago like did we even cover this stuff i do not remember any of it (laughs) all i remember Um, around on the trampoline (laughs) i know same he's trampolining a gcscpa yeah yeah i wish it's a gcscpa now did you not GCCPE was the way to like use all like the fun equipment which you're not allowed yeah. to use normally so like <laughs> we had trampolines we had all sorts of things we were kayaking didn't we yeah we went and did like kayaking. One, of our, one of our like exams was kayaking kayaking yeah, yeah. oh my god I did so mine on riding as well <laughs> you did what mine on riding I did climbing as well they took us to Dartmoor and literally were like climb up this rock and like this examiner just stood there watching us climb <laughs> oh my days oh, anyway. I missed out on this anyway that's the question um so compound movement hmm. right so you've got compounds and isolation movements two different movements compound by definition works you have to move one or more joint isolation moves just one joint you might be thinking like what so for example a squat if you think about when you move in a squat you've got your knee joint and you've got your hip joint let's move in as long as nothing else is moving then they're the only two that should be and and your ankle because obviously you're going down with a leg extension for example you're just moving your knee joint that's anything that's moving so your squat is a compound your leg extension is an isolation they're the two different ones you've got um compound like i said works one or more joints and with that usually one or more muscle group so muscle or muscle group the isolation usually just work, works one muscle group or muscle depending on the muscle that you're working um with a compound yes you should definitely be doing them um they are very important if you're wanting to build that muscle they're also very important if you're wanting to burn calories if your goal is to lose weight um definitely do some compounds as well because they require more muscles to be used than just isolation and so you're burning more calories because you're using more muscle expenditure so you're burning more calories um and they can be more difficult as well so therefore with compounds you want to be a bit safer you want to really make sure you've got your technique right so it's really good with them to have a personal trainer or an online coach to help you get them right they are the trickier ones um a lot of compounds are with barbells or free weights so you want to make sure you're getting the right form to start off with but then once you've really got those compound forms done, then you can really start to really load them. For example, your deadlift, your squat, your hip thrust, you can really load them. Um, yeah, so that's basically it really. Compound works, one on one muscle group, you're engaging more muscles in them. Your main ones for lower is squat, hip thrust, deadlift, like I said. Lunges as well are compound. Your isolation for legs, you've got your leg extension, uh, the hamstring curl, 
abduction. Uh, and then you've got upper body compounds as well. So you've got shoulder press, chest press, all of them. I'm just naming a few, for example. And then your isolation for upper body include bicep curl, uh, tricep extension, many, many more, but they're just a few for just examples. So with them, you're just working. The one joint is moving, not two. Whereas with compound two is moving, but definitely do them. I tend to say start your workout with the compounds because they require more energy, because they need to be performed safer. You need to make sure you've got the right technique. And so you don't want your muscles to already be pre-fatigued before you do them. Um, there are certain techniques where you can pre-fatigue or pre-exhaust your muscles. But if generally, if you're a beginner, intermediate, you want to be sort of working towards doing the compounds first, getting the heavy ones out of the way. They require a lot of core stability as well, core strength. So you don't want to be doing any ab workouts before doing the compound exercises. Once you've done the compounds, you could then move on to some isolation after because they're already a little bit fatigued, but they don't require as much energy or muscle um, contraction. So you can use the isolations after to increase that. That's that. Oh. Hope that helps you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Honestly, I've got so much to think about next time I yeah, go. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this and back to this and like take yeah. notes. Yeah. <laughs> so much information out there. Okay, well, um, we will shortly wrap it up. Let's pick one more. Okay, we've got, um, I'm used to working out in a female-only gym and I love it, but I'm hesitant to go to the uni gym. Any advice? I feel like that's a big thing yeah. for <clears throat> females feeling intimidated yeah. in gym, especially if you don't feel confident in what you're doing. Like, I definitely, mm-hmm. definitely feel like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm glad you asked that one because I feel like that is an important topic. Um, and especially if you're a beginner, female going to the gym, it can be quite nerve-wracking. So for this individual question, it's really, really good that you're going to a female-only gym because you are comfortable in a gym environment. Um, you've sort of got used to the equipment, you've got used to the machines in a gym environment. Now it's sort of stepping out of that and going into a like a uni gym with male and females as well. Um, so you're not a complete beginner to the gym. Just remember that like you've been to a gym before, you know the equipment, you know the exercises, you know what to do. You're just going into a gym with more people. That's all. More different, like more people. Um, and always remember any female, whether you are a beginner or you've been to a female-only gym, going into a gym with males and females, that you have every right to be in that gym just as the males do. You pay the same amount. You deserve to use the same amount, same equipment, every single equipment that's there. I know a lot of females that feel a bit intimidated by the free weight section. Um, yeah. And so I have this with my clients. We sort of just ease our way into it. We start off by standing near it and working near it. And then we sort of each session get a little bit closer into it. And then we get sort of into the middle of it. So just with that, ease your way into it. Um, I would always say, especially if it's a uni gym that you're going to, is go with a friend or two. Help yourselves out. If a friend's feeling the same, they might be, they might just not have voice it to you they might be feeling the same go together and just you know have a sort of a plan that you're going to do just tell yourselves we'll do some squats we'll do some of this we'll do some of this um and just do it together and then you sort of you've gone in there with a friend you don't feel so intimidated and then you've done that first session out of the way once the first one's done it's always a bit easier the second time round the third time yeah. will be much better so just get it done go with a friend and I'd also say always have a plan like I said when you go into any gym whether it's anyone a beginner or someone who's been into a female gym going into a gym with males as well it's always have a plan 
um, know what you're doing, know you've got your intentions set, you're working towards your goals, you're not going in there completely blind, like, ah, it's a new gym and I don't know what I'm doing. At least make one thing easier for yourself and know what you're doing. And if anyone needs any help with that specifically, just message me and I can help you with a plan because I do online coaching, as I mentioned, and with that, I can provide you a bespoke structured routine, um, however many times a week you want to go. And then, you know, whenever you go into the gym, you're not going in there blind. You know what you're going to do. You know where you're heading. You know what weights to do because you try oh, it. And that, yeah, yeah 100% that will help. Yeah. I think that's such good advice because I remember when um, I started going to the gym at uni, I used to go with Ellie and Ellen because it was so intimidating going into the middle of town to this gym full of predominantly men. And so us three would go together. And like when you're as a three, you feel so much more confident. Yeah. Yeah, in the free weight section because it's like no there's three of us we're here we're helping each other you feel like you have confidence in numbers and even just like figuring out where things were yeah because when you walk into a gym you're like oh my gosh where is everything where's all the equipment where's all the machines and you can feel a bit like a lemon just walking around but yeah. once you've done a couple of times with your friends I always knew yeah. okay the spin bikes are in the far corner so if I go cycle on yeah. that then I can yeah. suss out what machines are free where I yeah. can go next. yeah um, and you kind of no, like that's actually another point I was going to say that's a good point whenever you go to any new gym or if you're new to the gym do a little route around the gym that's what I used to do when I started at new gyms where I'd walk in and I'd just do a walk around and then I'd know where everything is I'd sort of be like okay I know that's over there I know that's over there I know that's over there so that you know like where everything is you're not walking around lost that's a very good point definitely yeah but also I just like whenever I feel a bit insecure I'm like nobody cares like yeah. I walk you have to remind yourself that yeah, don't like, you constantly. I will often walk into the same room as my boyfriend in the gym and he like won't even realize I've walked into the room yeah so like in his workout and everyone in yeah. that room is that yeah they've got the headphones on like I like tap on the back and he's like oh my goodness didn't realize you were yeah there. yeah you really have to like fight yourself on that because sometimes exactly. like even I do I'm like oh my gosh everyone just saw you not be able to lift that up how embarrassing obviously yeah. they did it everyone's caught yeah. up in their own world yeah but and yeah. then if you look around, if you go to the gym, if you look around, like you said, everyone's so focused on their own workouts. Just go back to the squat yes. question, how many things you've got to think about. I always say everyone's so busy counting their reps, counting their tempo, thinking about their mind to muscle. No one's got the time to look around and look what anyone else is doing. And if they're resting, usually they're on the phone. Yeah. Just look yeah. around the gym. You're either working out or you're on your phone. So no yeah. one's looking at what anyone else is doing. Yeah. No, I just find it like I put my headphones in. And I just it, like pretend there is literally no one in there because that's yeah. how if they're in the mid workout, that's how they'll be doing it anyway. It's like just like you say, doing their own thing. So uh, I find that really helpful. But yeah, all of yeah. that should should help. And just go and boss it. <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely. Once you get it done, it's done. You can go again, and you've done the hard one out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for answering. Yeah of our questions that's okay thank you so much for having me it was so honestly so interesting you're so knowledgeable and yeah. you articulate it in a really easy yeah. like understandable way so well done like that's so cool yeah so cool. if anyone has any other questions just feel free to send them my way and I'll answer them yeah. for you yeah, and if sure. anyone has any help or anything just let me know well, um, I'd love your you. Instagram and everything in the show notes yeah thank you
but we'll also be shouting out it, about it on our Instagram. So yeah, because it's so friends. useful. Yeah. Like, I'm glad so, you guys are joining. Let's so I'll I could talk about it all day. Honestly, yeah. I love no. it. I could also just ask question after question after question. I find it so interesting. I think as well, people find things interesting when it directly relates to them and things yeah. like like going to the gym, personal training, nutrition. Yeah. These are things that people can control in their lives and actively can like feel the results of. So people yeah. are always very interested in it. So definitely, yeah. But like even the other questions that you guys had, like I I would love to answer them. I just wanted to answer the other ones. So if you yeah. if this does go well and there's a good response and you wanted to do an episode round two. Yeah. Then I'd be able to do that because I would yeah. love to answer those questions. Yeah. But like the nutrition one and everything, I'd love to answer. Yeah. 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 Sure. Well, yeah. Sure, for sure. And I think everyone would love to hear that too. So we might take you up on that one. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Well, I hope you guys loved the podcast. Um, we both really enjoyed it. Sorry, Bennett is actually living her life in Milan. So it's just me editing and filming a bit of an outro. Um, but we absolutely loved having Elena on the podcast. We honestly, it has inspired us all week to be going to the gym um, and really, really insightful. So please do check her Instagram out. It's in the show notes. Um, but definitely if you're looking for like an online PT or something, the girl is so knowledgeable um it, we really really loved having her and yeah if you do want a um a second part with like more nutrition questions or some more gym questions then please let us know because we would happily sit and talk to her again because honestly it was amazing um but yeah make sure you check out her instagram and as ever thank you so much for listening Bennett. i hope you're having a great time in milan um but we'll speak to you guys next week. Bye.